0: Hey, what time is it? It's not 4.20 because we missed that. Yeah, it's not 4.20. <laughs> it's not even like 4.20 p.m. But we are ready to get stoned. Yes. And? Mind blown? <gasps> Yes, Yay. you got it! Because what is this podcast? Murder on the 4.20 Express. Express! I was delayed on that, but I was just like, you know... Even the though,
1: like, so our name is derived from Murder on the Orient Express... <laughs> Yes. And if you guys have not heard of that story or movie, go watch it
0: or read it hey, or look it up. Gypsy, chill. We have a special I know. guest today. We're
1: super excited, too. Yeah? It's
0: Gypsy. She's going to howl and squeak Ow! at everything she finds very exciting. Yes. That was her nod of approval. Yeah, that was her little introduction. All right.
1: I'm Lisa. I'm Mandy. And welcome to Murder on the 420 Express. I may take your ticket till you may be seated. Yes. (laughs) Um, And on this podcast, we talk about um, cannabis. We talk about true crime. We talk about paranormal. We talk about conspiracies. Bizarre. The weird, the strange, the unusual. Hollow earth. All stuff. What? Hollow Earth.
0: Oh yeah, you gotta look out the Hollow Earth theory. I can't handle it. For all it. my listeners that know about that shit. Like you journey know. to
1: the center of the earth type of deal?
0: No. I mean that is a really like Disney version of Hollow Earth. Hollow Earth is like it's it's strange. Oh shit. Uh, we will save that for uh, maybe, like, June's episode. Maybe. Who knows? it's getting wild with those aliens out there. Oh! <laughs> I yeah. so want to talk about the
1: aliens! But that's not... No, that's not this week's episode. We actually have to
0: be disciplined and talk about what we had planned to talk about, yes. because if we don't talk about that, we will lose your interest, that's I heard. That's very
1: true. So, anyways, we here like to get sidetracked, because... We're stoned, <laughs> If
0: we're you haven't noticed,
1: <laughs> we're in our happy place, and uh, we're going to start this podcast off with the strain of the day.
0: Yes, it is um, Shrieker. Yes, which Miss Lisa picked out, and it yes. is a sativa dominant hybrid. Yes. And what is some more information about this?
1: So, what is in this lovely flower that we are smoking on today? Really nice. Is it has 0.08 CBD Mm -hmm. and has 17.54% THC with, oh fuck, caryophylline.
0: Woohoo! What is caryophylline?
1: It is the only terpene that is considered a cannabinoid.
0: Oh, interesting. Research
1: is currently being done on its effectiveness as a chemotherapy drug and it treats chronic pain from or inflammation oh. and is commonly being used to treat anxiety and depression. Oh awesome. So, its benefits are an elevated mood, stress relief, pain relief, anti-inflammation and
0: relaxation. Okay, so my question for you, hmm. can you go wrong with streaker? I don't think so. like
1: you can. Well, also, let me add some more until you're ready for it. Yeah, I'm ready. So, it also has pinene A and pinene B. So, pinene is most is the most dominant terpene found in cannabis and gives it its earthy aroma i love that smell this terpene has also been known to increase airflow to the lungs and helping with conditions such as asthma most recently pinene has been found to aid in memory retention so oh, it helps funny. with alertness euphoria or the benefits are alertness euphoria creativity and memory retention
0: that's Actually, I'm going to go into one of the topics that I talk about, but I like that we're discussing terpenes because I feel like more research has been done in the <coughs> last like 10, 15 years.
1: Well, you and me both love herbs and like the different things that we, you can do yes. with any different type of herb. Oh, I love it. I love so, herb So, Get this most herbs have terpenes in them, which makes so much sense because that's where they get their smell. It
0: makes so, so much sense I
1: think it is um <laughs> lime uh, lemon limo, lemon uh, how do you say that limonene limonene is also found in lavender oh and it's a stress reliever anti-anxiety that's where limonine, that's where the smell it's the same smell
0: well here's the thing so I have a theory like with weed that even if you didn't like naturally smoke it smoke it you know like a contact high where you're still smelling it in yeah it still gets you high Now I'm not saying go out there and smoke some marjoram or some lavender but I think that just by kind of smoking it, like how people sage their houses mm-hmm. and kind of cleanse out the energy I think that herbs carry those same properties and we just have not like unlocked it yet like imagine what the ancient world was like when shit was real. Well, you
1: know that's what they do for cooking with cannabis is they extract the, the terpenes. terpenes mm-hmm.
0: And long they Appetite use that. is a good show to watch for that. I
1: was watching On that. Vibe.
0: And you got that one chick who's got like her cabinet of like fifty bajillion terpene extracts. and tinctures and shit. And she's like, "Oh, we're gonna make a lemon souffle with chocolate drizzle." This oh, one's the perfect fuck. one, but you could also add this one and this one. And she is just fucking stoned and flirted the entire show. Nice. Yes. Alrighty, so. Dun, 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 dun. Let me pull up my phone because that's where my notes are on. Okay, so I have a very generic timeline, but for each event I have on mine, I'm going to see if Lisa has any information to add. Okay. Or if I have a gap in between my timeline, I would oh, that's like you to try. Right. It. <laughs>
1: it's a Lisa centered. I know this is my, was it set, technically my first one with Mandy.
0: But like our fifth one overall. Like, like right? me
1: doing it. Yeah.
0: Haven't you doing the, the research. I have not oh, done one. any research. Dun, on da, da, anyone. So L I S A, Lisa, Lisa, Lisa. So we're going to go all the way back to 500 BC Asia. Oh, shit. Do you have that in your notes?
1: I have, let's see, 12,000 years to
0: Mongolia. Okay, so this will kind of tie into that. Okay, So 500, just Asia and Middle Eastern cultures are going to be really heavy with yes. cannabis use, which is it what is. I found. So 500 B.C. Asia, this is the place where wonderful nomadic clans in Asia's history burned cannabis seed. And most graves of shamans in China and Siberia found the burned cannabis seeds and other remnants of like ritualistic activity as early as 500 B.C.
1: Oh. So,
0: this actually indicates that um, cannabis was used as medicine instead of a recreational use. Because even with ritualistic practices, they weren't using it to, quote-unquote, get high.
1: They still do that today with opium, with the poppies.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, they do it on more of a medical use as opposed to, like, the burning the seeds.
1: Um, no, with opium in like old school. monk... Cultures or whatever. Oh, like opium den type of shit. I've, well, yeah. Um, I don't know as of opium, but from my knowledge, (laughs) maybe. Well, from my knowledge, they the monks use it up in the Himalayas to help them breathe
0: better. Well, it makes sense because the Himalayans are like at such a high elevation. Which going back, it's also for spiritual healing in the early days of civilization. Like a lot of people don't give credit to. uh, traditional Chinese medicine Mm -hmm. or a lot of like Asian culture influenced medicines but herb medicine as we were discussing is actually really prevalent and if you actually go back to how we heal ourselves now with pills and ointments and creams very similar just without a lot of chemical compounds that could be fatal to us so you feel a little bit more pain your healing time's a little bit slower but you're more likely not to die
1: but that should be the way that we all heal
0: Oh, I agree. You I know. I believe that people, when they're in pain, should understand their pain a little bit more. Exactly. I'm not trying to sound, like, weird or anything, but, like, if you have your pain, I understand if it's completely unbearable, get something to relieve it, but if you can handle your pain, you should really investigate why you're feeling that way. For instance, a lot of people, and we'll get into this with cannabis, mm-hmm. suffer from stomach ailments. And what people want to do is they want to mask their feeling, like, take, for instance, um like gas pills or something like that to relieve your gas. It's so
1: funny you say that because a lot of people don't realize that their stomach is more in their ribs than they think. So when
0: you're experiencing stuff down here, it's it's your intestines. intestines, Which your intestines also makes up like 90% of your dopamine and serotonin. In your colon, actually. If you get your colon removed, you could actually start to deal with a mental illness. Oh my God. Because your entire bacterial system and your chemical production, because you... Modified your body to such a degree, yeah, is it producing the same way. And then you, they say you have to be very careful about like your sugar consumption mm-hmm. because it's a false like serotonin you uptake. Always be concerned with your sugar. Consumption. I agree. I also just found this really good milk. I'm gonna say it on here. It's called Ripple. Oh. It is a pea plant based milk, and it is actually oh, delicious. You've
1: been looking for a
0: milk alternative, yes, because I can't do almond milk. I literally just cannot do almond milk. I can eat a few almonds. I never had an issue with almonds up until recently. Uh, oat milk does make me bloated. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. And then soy milk, well, we all know for us ladies, soy milk is not very good for mm-hmm. your breasts, for your uteruses, mm-hmm. for all the things that make you... So um So, long story short, what was found when cultivating cannabis was that the farmers grew which was significantly lower property of THC. So it lowered the mind-altering effects in opposition to what was offered today. So mm-hmm. that was what I've got between 500 and, like, 1,800, because it's pretty much the same overall.
1: 1,800. Okay, I got some good stuff for you. Ah. So I want to start off with a Carl Sagan quote. Oh, yes, Carl Sagan. So in se- uh, 1977, uh, Carl Sagan wrote in his book... Might uh, have been where did where is it,
0: Lisa? <laughs> Why should be at like the end of your notes? Because like, you're it like let's would. let's give a big round of applause for Carl
1: Sagan's book. Right? No, not not it. So I'm should just we gonna start the book. Probably we'll post. The so book. cannabis is one of the oldest cultivated crops, dating back to the beginning of agriculture itself. In fact. Back in 1977, Carl Sagan stated that cannabis might have been the first crop ever to be cultivated in the world. Hmm. It is believed that the use of cannabis goes back 12,000 years to a known area in Mongolia and seeds dating back to 3000 BC and evidence of that was found in Siberia and parts of China, which is what you've discussed. Mm -hmm. The medicinal use of cannabis has been dated back to to 4000 BC being used as an anesthetic for its anesthetic properties um, yeah, by I didn't know that 1000 BC cannabis had made its way to the Middle East and in India yes it is known to the sacred Hindu text ah oh, fuck i know sanskrit i just can't pronounce sanskrit a veda a veda no that not wearing
0: it right there Atharvaveda I don't know.
1: Anyways, uh, science of charms is what it okay. translates to as the sacred grass. <clears throat> it was then that Arab traders. grass. <laughs> it was then that the Arab traders brought cannabis to her very next stop in the world, and that would be off the coast of Africa. From ah. there, Indo-European tribes, um, such as the Vikings and the dramatic people, yes. took the plant further west. And was used as a painkiller in the 16th century. Anglo slaves brought cannabis to Brazil to Brazilian sugar plantations. Welcome to Isn't America, my friend.
0: Isn't that wild? Though, like, and I say this because generally depicted in Hollywood, it's always people of a minority race that's mm-hmm. like um, seen as a slave. But I would love to see a video or a movie about Brazilian culture having, like, Anglo-Saxons as slaves. Because not that I agree with the slavery, it's just such an odd concept that people, I think, need to be reminded of, that people there was slavery all over the world in in different cultures, different races, and I would never approve slavery at all, but it's very interesting to me.
1: In Nordic cultures, um, I saw this on TikTok, there was actually... um, um African American or African Americans Africans that were actually considered to be the same or equal to the rest of the the tribe or Mm -hmm. the the Vikings or whatever like they would be partners and they Vikings would actually enslave white people as well too strange
0: I mean yeah I mean that was like the show Vikings where they like they had the monks as slaves or whatever
1: that's Accurate representation. Strange. Um, Okay. But by the 1800s, the cannabis plant was commonly grown on many plantations throughout the South and also in New York and California. Yes. Medicinal cannabis was found in many pharmacies throughout the U.S. at this time as well. Yes, that's
0: what I got in my notes.
1: There are two types of plants. We have cannabis sativa, which is a subspecies, And cannabis sativa L, more commonly known as hemp. So you have the male and you have the female.
0: Strange. I did not know that. Okay. I was going to say on the point of, um, uh, in the 1800s, cannabis was sold on the shelves in the U.S. and Europe. Scientists began to take a harder look at cannabis. I'm reading my notes. Sorry. Fast. (laughs) Um, In fact, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration has approved two drugs with THC that was prescribed in pill form which I'm wondering if follows those cons- constitutes, which is Marinol and Syndrose to treat nausea caused by cancer, chemotherapy, or loss of appetite in AIDS patients. Nice. Because when you said the two, I was like, maybe that's why there's two different prescriptions, or maybe one is stronger in certain properties than the other.
1: Yeah. So here's some fun facts about hemp. Okay. One of the first plants ever spun into fiber was hemp.
0: Ah, oh, yes, and hemp is actually really nice. It is super sturdy, super resourceful, mm-hmm. super fibrous. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I love hemp.
1: Hemp seeds are edible and can be used in breads, cereals, or as protein powders, as well as milk.
0: I love hemp milk. Also, I love hemp butter. Also, I love hemp seeds. So. Yeah, that's good. I don't know <laughs> if you noticed,
1: but I like hemp. Uh, oil from the seed can be used in inks, paints, cosmetics, and personal care products like lotions and soaps. Mm-hmm. Hemp stocks are great for creating clothing, paper, shoes, carpets, and rope. Yeah.
0: Um, it's really funny. So going back to that, because I actually found that that was also one of the biggest things. And do you know when the last crop was planted for hemp? No. 1957 in
1: Wisconsin. Here in the U.S.?
0: Yes, the last crop. Wow, but For, that's for so U.S. Crazy. consumption, for U.S. commercial use. That's so crazy that you say that because
1: um
0: I have it in my notes here, but
1: what do you have?
0: So moving further, I actually go off, so my first little tidbit was medical or medicinal. Mm-hmm. My second tidbit is recreational, and I specifically go with like hashish. Yeah. So, hashish was widely used in Asia and the Middle East for purposes of getting high. Scythians, which were Iranian nomads, were known to inhale cannabis smoke and burn the flower for recreational use. Interestingly enough, the popularity of cannabis in the Middle East and Asia was due to the spread of the Islam religion, which in the Quran, alcohol and other substances are prohibited, but it does not specify cannabis.
1: So, I wanted to know
0: if it still was, like, widely used today in Islam culture, because... From my understanding, it is not. Let us know. Well, I just some research on um, (laughs) themuslimvibe.com. Never mind. (laughs) Yeah, but let us know. Hey, if you (laughs) are are practicing in the religion of Islam and you studied the Quran and you understand the authorizations and permissions that are needed and you're using cannabis, please tell us what was the permissible reasonings because we'd like to know that. So... One must refer to religious authorities in order to ascertain the Islamic position on this drug. These authorities review the verses of the Quran, the traditions of the, I apologize, I'm trying to pronounce this right, Al Al Bayt, and the Islamic principles in order to derive religious opinion. Saeed Ali, uh, Ali Khamenei, a religious authority and the current head of the Islamic Republic of Iran, was asked a question about the uh, use of drugs, including marijuana. The following is quoted from his book, Practical Laws of Islam. So this is quoted from the article on Muslim Vibe, which says, What does Islam say about marijuana? Question 1,392. This seems like a very long interview. Oh my God. Um, What is the ruling in the matter of using narcotics such as hashish, opium, heroin, morphine, and marijuana? Be it by way of eating, drinking, smoking, injecting, or applying them anally. (laughs) And I mean, I guess so. And what is it's not been it's not be my first choice, but and what is the view of selling, buying or dealing with them in general and carrying, trans transporting, storing, or smuggling? The answer is it is harem, which is religiously forbidden, to use narcotics in any way and its result is inc- inconsiderable adverse effects in terms of personal health or social cost. By the same token, it is harem to deal with narcotics in any way, i.e. carrying, transporting, storing, selling, buying. Um, for a better understanding, I read in this article that uh, for I read in the same article that it is prohibited by because of how it affects the brains, which is why we go back to shrieker and the chirpings. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what is stated in this article is that it includes memory loss in the hippocampus region for an experiment done on rats, balance in the cerebellum, and basal or basal ganglia which is why it is considered an influence when driving and daily function loss of balance and coordination and last it affects the cerebral cortex which plays into sensory perception and can cause your sensory taste touch smell sight and hearing to be off overall regardless of the relaxing properties it is an intoxicant which is illegal in in islam um it asked about whether or not medical use was considered to be okay and it said there, and the article states, in quotes, there is no objection to it provided that the treatment and the eventual recovery are dependent on their use and prescribed by a trustworthy physician. So I wanted to go back to the 1800s oh, okay. in the U.S. Because that was just a little bit tidbit. I thought that that was really interesting mm-hmm. about how it was kind of like um, used recreationally and first kind of discovered recreationally by hashish, which I'm sure is probably was discovered prior. But that's what I got documented. Mm-hmm. Marijuana was not widely used for recreation until early 1900s. It is said during the Mexican Revolution and the migration of Mexicans into the U.S. I got that. Yes. There's the introduction to MJ, Mary Jane, into the recreational form by smoking. And what else do you got, Lisa?
1: So, it all started... With the Mexican Revolution as to why Canada's got a bad name.
0: Uh, I'm not clapping because of that. I'm clapping because We I have think... the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, in
1: 1910, there was a great unrest in Mexico. So, Mexican immigrants began to flee to the states, like Texas and Louisiana, uh-huh. to escape from that violence. And what happens escape. with immigration? People hate it. Newcomers bring their customs.
0: Oh, I was gonna say, I was like, people hate it, but not people that I wanna be friends with.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, newcomers bring their customs. Bring and me their your culture. culture. Bring
0: me your culture.
1: With them. And just as we all know, the name marijuana is Spanish. Yes, in the US at the time, we were calling it cannabis. Um, And we used it in medicines that were sold in pharmacies. So in pill form or in tincture form. That's how we were consuming it. Not we. I mean, the U.S. was consuming it. When we were
0: back in the 1800s, we were consuming it in tincture form.
1: Um, in that form, but when they brought it over, they used it by smoking it, and in that case, it got a bad name because they wanted to say that people who were
0: violent, um, smoked marijuana.
1: Smoked marijuana.
0: The evil weed. The evil weed. Right? So, there was that controversy. Um, let's see. Can I put a little tidbit note in here? The media. Sorry. Um, maybe you've got this in there, but marijuana was seen as, like, such a bad thing, right? Just the title, marijuana. Mm-hmm. And it's not until recently when we've opened up dispensaries that we've gone back to our roots of calling it cannabis. What is the freaking difference?
1: So, this is the difference. Marijuana is considered a
0: racist term. Okay, I could see that, and I have heard that.
1: So, the scientific name for it is cannabis, and it sh- and in all actuality, should be re- uh, referred
0: to as cannabis. As
1: cannabis. So calling it marijuana is pretty much... To the
0: Mexican immigration that dealt with a lot of strife yes. because of the resentment that grew. Correct. And it's like during a lot of times, especially during like the Great Depression, which well, I have in my notes. Yes. But okay. But
1: cannabis goes by a lot of different names. If When yes. you look at... Gandra. um Yes. Uh, Jamaican or Islander, or Jamaican culture or Rastafarian culture, they call it ganja,
0: you know. I guess cannabis is like the most neutral term and I can see or that. Or even
1: in Islam, you refer to it as hashish.
0: Yes. See? So it's contextual. It's, con- yes. And it's also thoughtful and being respectful and having purpose. Okay. All right. I it's can see that being, now. I can get on
1: board. It's just being PC, you know. Yeah. I, I, I think guess. That there's a
0: few situations, I guess, because like so many of my friends Have referred to it and they all come from different, like ethnic backgrounds. It's like marijuana, and so I just never really took into consideration that that would be something that someone would get offended by. But knowing that the history does have a lot of like racial segregation,
1: I don't think a lot of people know that history. I agree completely,
0: but bringing
1: awareness to that history hopefully helps you know, which is
0: why you should listen to Murder on the 420 Express (laughs) on the regular because we bring awareness. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes, well, and the third reason yes. is the media. Those evil sons of bitches can't take Those a fucking hint. The media began to use uh, the public's distrust in the Mexican immigrants. Fuck the And the state that whoever used cannabis or marijuana was violent and disruptive, and it was known that cannabis could give these people, quote, superhuman strength. Why do we even
0: watch media? I don't fucking know. I mean, I, granted, you think that you should, like, be up to date oh, on the news, right? But, like, best... what are we actually being fed?
1: This is the best part. And that the Mexican immigrants were handing out cannabis at school, for school children.
0: So this is where it started. This is where it Although, started. Although, let me tell you, I have never seen a Latino, Hispanic, Mexican in specific, ever... I don't see any fucking race. You know, no, Would you, you know, who I seen <laughs> try to try to do this. 19 year old white college dropout kids. I'm not gonna lie.
1: They just want the pussy.
0: From like 12 year olds at the middle school? Like, fuck that well, shit. I don't wanna
1: call a pussy if you're referring to a 12 year old. No, I'm saying that's why I saw <laughs> that. That, it
0: was my experience, and I thought this person was so cool. And then I realized they weren't that cool. What a freaking creep. Yeah. Creeper. So
1: by 1931 <laughs> 29 states had outlawed cannabis no thanks to drug yes, propaganda cannabis. film uh, the propaganda film uh, free for madness came out in 1936. By 1937, Congress had passed the Marijuana Tax Act, which enacted countrywide penalties for anyone who bought or sold cannabis. Ugh. In the nineteen fifties, federal laws were created who um were created that made those penalties even stricter. Yes. A first offense conviction for possession of marijuana could carry a sentence of two to ten years in prison and a twenty thousand dollar fine. All right, so let's
0: move on to the
1: nineteen
0: seventies. Wait, I have something to add. Oh. The Marijuana Tax Act of 1937, that first federal U.S. law to criminalize marijuana nationwide, that imposed an excess tax on the sale, possession, or transfer of all hemp products, effectively criminalizing all but industrial uses of the plant. So this is going back to how
1: mm-hmm.
0: marijuana, evil weed, is illegal, but hemp production is still there, and then they yes. want to exploit the mm-hmm. shit out of it. Yes. So, unfortunately, fifty-eight-year-old farmer Samuel Caldwell was the first person to be prosecuted under the Act. He was arrested for selling marijuana on October second of nineteen thirty-seven, just one day after the Act's passage. Caldwell was sentenced to four years of hard labor. Hemp was produced throughout World War throughout the U.S. Oh, and he was also—I'm sorry—the first person to be convicted of that. Oh, are you serious? Yes, October second, nineteen thirty-seven. Down. Um, hemp was produced throughout the world, throughout the U.S. during World War II because it was resourceful, but Sally the last hempfield was planted in 1957 in Wisconsin for the commercialized mass production. Mm. Rolling into the seventies. Are you going to talk about the shitty I'm shit, going to talk shit?
1: about fucking shitty ass President Richard Nixon. Thank and you. I don't give a fuck what y'all fucking think. He was a shit ass president
0: and you fucking know it. Can we just start saying like what the Nixon instead of what the fuck? Can we make that a thing? What the Nixon? Oh my god. I'm gonna start saying that now. I'm gonna make <laughs> stickers. <laughs> what the what Nixon? The Nixon. And if you're too young to understand that, well listen to murder on the 420 express will yeah. educate you <laughs> we won, we
1: okay so he signed the Controlled Substance Act into law which established a federal drug policy. recreational drug use had steadily climbed throughout the 1960s but by the end of the decade nearly half of Americans believed that the drug that drug abuse was a serious problem. in fact Richard Nixon proclaimed to be quote uh, proclaimed it to be quote unquote, Public Enemy Number One by June of 1971. <laughs> Look
0: at that. Can we Since, just say drama
1: queen? Hence, the war on drugs began.
0: Oh my gosh, Dude, this fucking bullshit. Um, oh,
1: but can I just throw this in here real quick because yes. I think this is super important to know because it's fucking ridiculous. Oh goodness. Okay, ready? Let me know, Mandy.
0: Do you oh know gosh. when the
1: DEA was established? The well, Drug I'm, Enforcement Administration.
0: I'm going to say, um, 1970? 1970, 1973. Oh, strange. So after this war on drugs, this, yes. this invisible war that was going on. And I'm not saying that there's not, like, war on fucking heroin use and shit like that and opioid, but...
1: But get this. They started with 147 agents. Or, sorry, 1,470 agents. I can't fucking read. One hundred. And they had a budget of seventy five million dollars.
0: Seventy five million dollars for 1973. And agents? Oh. In
1: nineteen seventy three.
0: What we need to do is investigate these agents' names and we need to see the dynasties that they left from the US funding. I'm just saying. Why'd you Wear have that those much receipts, money? bitch? Exactly. Isn't there like a drunk history episode where um Elvis meets President Nixon, I could be totally getting my presence mixed up. But he gets, like, awarded to be either a marshal or, like, something. I, I thought know. it was ironic because I thought it might have been, like, a DEA something. Okay, don't, don't, don't fact check me, but Slur. let me tell you, Elvis was an interesting cat, too. Do you have anything to add? Um. So, my notes say that, Not well, into the 1970s, Nixon declared the war on drugs and stated that weed was a Schedule One drug along with heroin, LSD, and ecstasy. This is where it's targeted as the gateway drug. I actually have the schedules if you want to go yes. in depth with that. I have it in my you notes. You should because I want to... I, I don't actually know. Like when people read off of like that cost, That person, not customer. That person was convicted. <laughs> that customer was convicted? <laughs> I have a Schedule one drug position. And I'm like, I don't even know what that means. Could you just speak English to me? Please. I'll tell you
1: all the drugs and their schedules. Okay. The yes. And you tell me...
0: If you think cannabis should be Schedule One after it, oh, I could tell you no already because the comparison of it being, the comparison of it being like um, with heroin, ecstasy, and LSD, I'm like, fuck that shit. (coughs) (coughs) So tell me the schedules, please. Thank you. Oh, right now, Mm. let me find it. Mm -mm, Whatever, mm -mm. whatever you'd like. Mm -mm. Is that? Thank you. you. Sorry. I have been that person to actually accidentally drop the cherry and just ship a joint, so I always hold it extra firm, and it freaks people out when I hand it to them, because I'm like, you got this, you got this, Jay." All right, so, <coughs> well,
1: if I do that, uh, we'll talk about it later. I'll I bring it back up. I some legal up.
0: beetle facts. Go for it. So thanks to history.com, Histori- <coughs> History.com. History dot com. Sorry, we have a problem. In 1972, a report from the National Commission on Marijuana and Drug Abuse, also known as the Schaefer Commission, released a report titled Marijuana: a signal of misunderstanding. The report recommended partial prohibit prohibition and lower penalties on possession for possession of small amounts of <coughs> marijuana. Nixon and other government officials, however, ignored the report's findings. So basically, it was saying if you have a little bit on you, you mm-hmm. should not be convicted for many, many years. Right? Nixon was like, "Fuck that bullshit. We're gonna convict you anyways." California in the Compassionate Use Act of 1996. Well, actually, I'm sorry. I went from 1972 to 1996. Damn. Anything from <laughs> uh, 1973 to 1995? Yeah, I fucking do. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry, I was going on the legal big old bag. <laughs> So, when you get to my
1: call her girl. Okay, so, in the 1980s, Nancy Reagan started her Just Say No oh campaign. Oh my gosh, Nancy. And there was a refocus on penalizing non-drug crimes. This unfairly targeted people of fucking color.
0: 100%, dude.
1: So, the DEA now employs Sucks. over 5,000 agents and has a budget of an astounding $2 billion. Wow. Oh. Alright, so I'm, I'm gonna throw some facts at you. These are numbers as of twenty eighteen. Oh, wow. Um these are the most recent ones that I have found. I unfortunately wasn't really able to get much newer
0: information. It's it's actually kinda hard when I was looking it up. I think yeah, my yeah. information goes to like twenty seventeen.
1: Yeah, there's really not not a lot. Um, But more than 700,000 people are still arrested for marijuana offenses every year. But after all these years and all this money being spent on the war on drugs, Americans still frequently use marijuana. In fact... In 1969, before the war on drugs even began, only 4% of Americans had experimented with the drug. Today, that number stands at 38%. Clearly, the expense of the war on drugs has been a failure.
0: Uh, yeah, Ada fucking has. I, like, that could have been seen from a mile away. That could have been seen from the 1800s when they sold marijuana on the, ph- or, excuse me, cannabis pills in the pharmacies they did that for asthma they did it for stomach ailments they did it for nausea they did it for all sorts of different things and so why would you take something now i'm not saying that cannabis is like the supreme Supreme. but i'm saying that it does have its benefits if you're willing to enjoy it you don't have to have it in in smoke form say you're not comfortable with it they do make edibles edibles are a little bit different Mm -hmm. i will say this i'm not a huge edibles fan Um, you can do it in tinctures, also a little bit different, and you just have to check the potency on that. Mm -hmm. But, like, why is there such a fluff around cannabis when I think that there's so many worse things? Like, so many worse things, and let me tell you, it is not stemmed from a gateway drug called marijuana. No. It is not.
1: So, let me go into the three states that don't have any motions to legalize it at all okay medically and recreationally
0: yeah there are a few states out there so
1: first we have idaho where possessing less than three ounces of marijuana is considered a misdemeanor but still punishable up to one year in prison with a thousand dollar fine do you have more than three ounces on you well that could get you five years in prison and ten thousand dollar fine Next we have Kansas. With efforts being put forth to legalize the plant, Wichita, the largest state in the city is um, the
0: largest city in the state? Thank you.: The You're largest welcome.
1: city in the state.: I got you. Also voted to decriminalize the drug, reducing the penalty for the first-time offenders to, from 2,500 dollars to just about 50. But if you don't live in Wichita, fines come up to100,000 dollars. And three and a half years that out of That is just
0: so ridiculous because tell me, let, let's look up the average income in Kansas. Let's take a, just a quick moment, okay? The reason why I say this is because the average income isn't usually the person who's smoking the most fat. No. Okay? And I say this from, I believe, personal experience of... Just me traveling.
1: <laughs> just me traveling.
0: Okay, so this average is my experience of people smoking pot. Average income of uh Kansas. Average household income. Thirty one thousand Oh my god! If the average income is un- that's, under forty thousand dollars, but you want three and a half year salary. So that's what I'm saying, and three then they and also a half have to go salary. to prison. So for three that, and a half years, for also for what three ounces? Oh, five ounces. No, that's just if you
1: get caught with it. Damn. So this little bit, if I got caught in Wichita, Kansas.
0: Oh yeah, that premium indoor picota. In outside
1: of Wichita, Kansas,
0: or whatever, fuck it, somewhere in Kansas. Seriously, all the stoners move out of Kansas. All right,
1: so but last but certainly not least is Nebraska. Offenders may be fined up to three hundred dollars and asked to attend drug education classes, but prison time is isn't required. The state is less well, that's lenient. Yeah, I know, but it's less lenient on repeat offenders. With your second or third offense, you could get a $500 fine and a week in jail. Interestingly enough, marijuana grows wild in Nebraska, also known as ditch weed, but contains very low levels of THC, and millions of these plants every year get destroyed.
0: Oh, they do burn parties? Yeah. That's so ridiculous. I never understood burn parties. I'm like... So wait, can someone please explain to me that nobody's inhaling this shit nearby? The cops are just watching this burn, but they're not getting any Well, effects? it's
1: very low in THC, so oh, it almost doesn't have any sort of psychoactive effect whatsoever. Okay, but still, that's fucking stupid. These are the states that have it uh, recreationally and medically legalized. Alaska, California, Colorado, Maine, Massachusetts, Nevada, Oregon... Vermont, Washington, hey, Washington, D.C., along with Arizona, Illinois, Illinois, Illinois. Michigan, Montana, New Jersey, New Jersey, and South Dakota.
0: I have uh, Nevada's laws on it, which I'm so happy that there's so many states that are coming around to it because I feel like if you're a cancer patient, right, I mean, my grandmother, she passed away of cancer and I was very close to her, but she had considered towards the end of her day's even though it wasn't legal, to use cannabis. To help
1: with the pain. Dude,
0: I never realized how much pain my grandmother is in. I, I feel her presence with me every single day. I feel like she's always in the actions and the thoughts that I take. But I, I recall giving her, like, little foot massages when mm-hmm. she was, like, in a coma because I thought that would help because when she was awake, it helped her. And I just remember I was so sad. Like, she couldn't eat anything. She could just nibble on, like, a popsicle. But we couldn't eat around her because how cruel would that be if, like, we ate an actual meal? And I just remember thinking, I wish that my grandmother wasn't in pain yeah. even though I wish that she also didn't die.
1: I remember when Sean got his bag stolen out of his car and all his chemo meds were in it oh, for I, his yeah. nausea. And Could you guys get a second prescription or is it, like, down? We could. Um, he just had to get it approved through his oncologist. But for the time being, he was in so much, like... Discomfort. Discomfort. He was so nauseous, he couldn't get out of bed. And I was just like,
0: babe. I couldn't imagine, like, being nauseous like that. I got that that
1: man so stoned.
0: You're like, we're gonna gonna smoke, and we're gonna chill. Was he okay with it? Like, did he experience any, like, anxiety when he first smoked, or was he always been pretty chill?
1: He's always been pretty chill. He's that
0: kind of stoner that just
1: kind of goes inward.
0: Oh, okay. I definitely do that. And then I share my thoughts outward with Mike occasionally, and it freaks him the fuck out. (laughs) He's like, why would you think that way? And I was like, I just was having thoughts. Like, just kept going. Let me have my thoughts, He's like, you know, talking to himself. And was we were talking, like, about, like, in comedic voices, and I'm sitting here talking about, like, how science has evolved to where robots will take over the world.
1: Did you know Elon Musk wants us to be on Mars
0: by 2035? Okay, this goes back to when I told everyone, does n- no one remember back in like fourth or fifth grade when they would do like the Colony on Mars exercises? No. Okay, so I don't remember. <laughs> Are this you is the only one who remembers this? And, dude, I'm kidding you. Nobody else remembers this. Like it I remember my mind. I
1: remember when we did like base and stuff like that. No, it never was literally a colony
0: on Mars. It was bullshit. this exercise about like how would you survive on Mars and how would you do a colony on Mars? I was so when I was younger, I was offered to go like skip a grade and go into gifted and talented. So sometimes I would go into different classrooms with other yeah. kids. I don't know if this was like they were testing my Genetic, like, shall we ability. To some alien <laughs> dude. But anyways, so this is so weird to say because not a lot of people remember it. They'll be like the random person, like one in every 200 that knows this. So I was put in this module, like a little modular building, and it was me and like 12 other kids, and we would do like different experiments, and we would learn things about colonizing Mars and like how to utilize the water resources, how to create oxygen, how mm-hmm. to do all these things. And I find it so weird because I thought this was just, you know, science experiments. I I did not think anything of this until, like, now when everyone's like, Fucking you had classes on colonizing on Mars? And I was like, dude, I don't know if they were, like, prepping me for some shit. I am not going to Mars. I am not an advocate to travel into space. Only because it scares the shit out of me. Also, very deep down dark waters scares the shit out of me. Yeah. I love the ocean. I would... I wouldn't say that I would much rather explore the ocean because after a certain point when the water gets real cold and real dark and real weird, no, that's just like space. Too quiet. Too quiet. It's like soundproof rooms. Ooh. You lose eggs. Okay. okay, going back. So <clears throat> Elon Musk. All right. Baby, what's up?
1: So we're gonna dive into federal versus state. <laughs> These are the laws, and this is um, something that I think everyone who consumes cannabis and anybody who is thinking about consuming cannabis should know. You should know this. So every year, more states vote to legalize cannabis, either for recreational or for medicinal purposes. However, federally, the drug still remains illegal. That
0: means, yes, even
1: if you were to be following state laws when you buy or consume marijuana, you are still breaking federal law. Technically, you could be charged with a federal crime, and federal law enforcement could potentially shut down cannabis-based businesses and states where. Such businesses are legal, That's and you wild. see this yeah. happening a lot in Canada as well.
0: So they'll just like randomly be like, "We're shutting you down."
1: But Canada has it legalized throughout the entire country, and they're still but they're doing under it. The
0: UK, they're under UK, right? No, are Aren't they under rule of the Queen? I also thought that Australia is under rule of the Queen.
1: They're not. Are they independent? I think they're independent. Okay. Australians' independence, dear. <laughs>
0: I want to celebrate that. Okay, first off, being, like, all, it's amazing. Everyone, I actually have an um, Australian bikini from Target in, when I lived in Queensland. Yeah. And it is absolutely wonderful. I love it. I wear it regardless of the weather, but, like, down in Australia, it was always prime. Everyone was getting slouched. Yeah. Slushed. We'd either be going to the beach, we'd be going boating, we'd be going like hiking, we'd be like doing barbecues, everything. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, also, Australians can drink hella hardcore. I thought as I was Reno, I was cool as fuck. No. <laughs>
1: Reno as fuck.
0: <laughs> I was like, I don't know if there's something different with the altitude here, but fuck. You get me fucked up. Okay. So is Canada separate from the UK? From the UK. Okay.
1: Oh. Here's another fun fact while you look that up. You can grow a marijuana plant with two pounds, with a two-pound body yield with 480 gallons of water. Um, and in order to produce beef, you need oh, 1,500 I see gallons of you water. You submit this.
0: Isn't that wild? And it
1: takes almost one gallon of water to grow one single almond.
0: No. <laughs> like, oh oh man. I thought you were gonna say Amish and I was like this is how they grow <laughs> Amish This
1: is uh, how you grow the Amish. The Amish.
0: <laughs> One thousand gallons of water per Amish. Yes. <laughs> but is are they separate? Uh, in nineteen eighty two it adopted its own constitution and became a completely independent country. Although this is where it came into my knowledge. It is still part of the British Commonwealth, a constitutional monarchy that accepts the British monarch as its own. Elizabeth the second is Queen of Canada. So, there's oh, no okay. independent... And I think that's the same for Australia.
1: That's why they have her on their currency. Right? Yes. Okay.
0: They still accept her as the Queen. Which, I don't okay. know all my thoughts about the Queen. I just don't know that, that well. But I also think it's fucking rad that we still have, like, a Queen presiding mm-hmm. over everything. There's yeah. actually a few Queens in the world that are kind of cool. All
1: right. So, marijuana is a
0: Scheduled One drug. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. Wait, wait, wait. Do you want to talk it? about something? Oh, uh, yes. So, I have I don't know. <laughs> so, so, uh, um, a few things. Okay. Um, we're going to go into the top 10 most ridiculous cases of cannabis possession. Oh, my God. And I'm going to let you do the schedules first. But I do want to talk about, um, where was it? The California, in California, in the Compassion Act use of 1996 became the first state to legalize uh, cannabis, which is interesting, they say in this article on history.com marijuana for medical use. By people with severe chronic illness, I wonder if they used marijuana in 1996 as an actual verbiage for the drug. So say that again. <laughs> sorry. In the Compassionate Act, use of 1996 per California. Yeah. It became the first state to legalize marijuana, is what it states for medical use by people with severe chronic illness. Oh yeah. So I'm sure they probably used it back in 1996, and then it's been changed over. And- Okay. Adjusted, right? I'm assuming. Okay. <laughs> <You> fucking <laughs> I No, I agree. Um, people <clears throat> experience a pleasant high uh, feeling after using marijuana as part of the effects. While others may experience anxiety, fear, or panic. Negative effects can be more common when a person uses too much cannabis and is unexpected, or cannabis is unexpectedly potent. Which, let me just tell you, seventeen percent is not shit compared to what you get most days. No,
1: wait, why?
0: It's really not. I feel like every, I mean, I don't know. I also have a super big, super stoner boyfriend, and he gets, like, 24 to, like, 36 I think the most potent one he brought home was, like, um, 60%. When you
1: get, so here's the thing. When you go to a dispensary, you don't get anything, like, in flower form over, like, 27%. I've never seen it higher than 27%. Never.
0: Well, then maybe Mike is being lied to. <laughs> I don't... Here's the thing. I don't think he is. I wouldn't say... Because the stuff that you get can range in, in the places you get them from, I yeah. guess, is what I'm saying. So I think maybe certain dispensaries do carry more higher stuff. Maybe it depends on sativa versus indica hybrids. You know, like... I think it all has to do
1: with like the regulation control because you can't Ah. fucking buy moonshine. And I we remember, all know the remember, fucking proof on that. I
0: remember uh, when they tried to sell moonshine at Whole Foods. They literally had it as like a mason jar style um, alcohol. It was like basically like va- shitty vodka. But they tried to sell it as moonshine, and so many people were like, I'm getting fucked up on this moonshine. And I was like, You bought moonshine from Whole you. Foods? That is not white lightning.
1: I had that moonshine. Is fucking I had apple not moonshine. pie moonshine. Did it actually mess you up? On. was it I went to one of Sammy's marine buddies weddings right
0: Mm -hmm. and what is up with always eating apple pie moonshine and
1: at the reception or whatever they were like uh or it was after the reception we were all just hanging out right going to the bar and then Mm -hmm. we go and we hang out at the truck or whatever and um one of Sammy's buddies brought out apple pie moonshine in this fucking mason jar. This, like, the little
0: small mason, just this big. Well, right? that, would, that sounds more like an actual moonshine we story. We drank
1: the whole fucking thing. We got so fucked up. He got Is his, this how you got
0: pregnant with Osiris? His,
1: no, this was before I found out I was pregnant with Osiris. Like I decided right I decided yeah. to take this weekend. I was like, I think I'm pregnant. And I told Sammy, I think I'm pregnant. He's like, don't take a test now. Let's just have fun at the wedding. And then we can come home and then you can take a test. And I was like, all right, cool. I agree with this. Like, that kind of eases my mind a little bit. Like, let's just like, not, not worry about that about right, right now. This. And so we got back the day after I found out I was pregnant. Wow. That's wild.
0: No wonder I was is crazy. You got him partying like young. Embryo I status. was
1: very crazy when I was younger. Sammy can attest to that. I,
0: I bet <laughs> you he can. So going back to the THC, THC levels. Yes. Um, there is a regulation. Uh, they usually say that they range to about as high as levels of 27% on average. There have been... Um, there has been cannabis that is sold higher, but generally with most regulations, it's sold at the highest around 20%. Yeah,
1: Mike doesn't get any shit from a dispensary. Not to yeah. call him out, but... No,
0: he doesn't always get, like, Mike is just, he, it's really funny. He'll go from, like, shopping at Target to shopping at Walmart, if you know what I'm saying. Like, it yeah. just depends on, like... What's he got going on? Yeah. So I think for this situation, plus, I mean, can we just talk for a moment about, like, the lipstick names for fucking weed? Shrieker. Uh, what did I get? The... Oh, uh, let
1: me put some Shrieker on. Yeah, it's like,
0: no, it's like Outrageous Tangy. Oh, wait, hold on. I got
1: one better. Are you ready? <laughs> oh, shit. Cherry Cheesecake. Cherry Cheesecake. All right, ready? And another one. Wop. Whop. hey And then this one, this one's my favorite. This one is Motorhead.
0: Oh my gosh. See, this is what I'm saying. Like, first off, who comes up with these names? Is I have the, no fucking clue. It's the people that grow it, and they're like, look, I made this new strain. There's also a strain called candy. corn. Corn, and supposedly it smells like corn. I know. Ew. Oh, I'm sorry, not corn. It's cornbread. It's cornbread. It's cornbread. Okay. Um. Anyways, there's a lot of weird ones that are now coming out that I think are so interesting. Um, where was this? Where was this? Oh, in the mid-1990s, the average THC content of confiscated weed was roughly 4%, but by 2014, what? it was 12%. And if, with a few strains of pot-containing THC levels now as... as or in, 13, in 2014, as high as 37%. I'm, so- I'm sorry.
1: You're meaning to tell me that back in 2011... The fucking chronic I was getting from the boy down the street was only 4% THC.
0: Yeah, but that would probably fuck your parents up. To be honest with you, their uh, weed was like that. Let me we just were...
1: tell you, I got so
0: fucked up one oh, time. Yes, I remember. <laughs> tell um, me, wait, I remember like, telling this This is the story. a stoner story. Stoner stories. Um, should we just do stoner stories? Let's finish it no, finish. We're going to do stoner stories at the end. As we finish okay.
1: up. So let's talk about the schedules. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Schedule one. Or okay. does it go one or does it go two? So down?
1: what uh, What classifies a drug to be a schedule one drug? Um, let's start with five. So it starts with five. Okay. The Schedule Five drugs may contain low amounts of narcotics, but the potential for abusing these drugs are generally the lowest of all of the scheduled drugs contained in this classification, including antidiarrheal substances like l- lomotil, moti-motofen and peripetosilin. The pain relievers like Lycura, Lycra and cough... (laughs) I have no fucking clue. And cough suppressants with codeine, such as
0: Robitussum, AC. Okay, so they they generally... Like, are these even OTC counter... OTC medicines? These are probably over-the-counter. Okay, so that's... So, Schedule 5 is, like, your safe bet. These are just some little medicinal... Yeah, so, like,
1: like. I have... Like, when you give birth, you're given um, stool or. Stool softeners. Oh, okay. But the stool softeners you have to get um at the pharmacy you can't get them just over the counter, you know what I mean? Why is that? Just because of the the dosage that the dosage get? that you're getting.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: So, I'm assuming, like, the stool softeners that you get, they're, they would be considered, like, a Schedule 5. I bet right? you they
0: also have, like, magnesium, and if you have too much magnesium, you really mess yourself up. Yeah. So, that's probably so, what it is. Okay. Uh,
1: la, 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 la. Schedule 4. <clears throat> schedule 4 drugs. <laughs> it's spelled 4 as in, like, for you instead of the number
0: 4. <laughs> schedule 4 <you. laughs> Uh
1: Schedule 4 drugs have more of an abuse risk but are commonly used for medical reasons. These okay. include sedatives like Valium, Ambien, and Ativan, the anti-anxiety medication Xanax, and analogistics like Darovocet so and Tramadol, and,
0: whoa, and how muscle crazy. relaxers. So if I were to put weed in a category... Gypsy! Gypsy's here in some neighbors right now. She'll be back shortly. Um, so if I were to schedule weed based on five and four, I'd probably say four.
1: I would say a four too. Uh, the next schedule is three, which includes substances which inc- which include substances with less than ninety milligrams of codeine per dose, such as Tylenol with codeine. Some others in this schedule are anabolic steroids. Testosterones and anesthetic ketamine. Okay, special
0: K and fucking What is that? Steroids? Steroids? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Steroids. Okay, yeah, I definitely wouldn't put <laughs> weed in that category because if any of y'all got sp- fucked up on special K, like that's that shit's real. Read party monster, okay? The first fucking <laughs> so okay. to talk about scheduled three drugs. Okay, hold on. Okay, so wait, that was scheduled three.
1: Yes, so now we're gonna get into um, drugs with more high risk for abuse and the potential for physical and psychological addictions. Okay. So, drugs in this classification include some commonly abused substances like cocaine, methan- methamphetamines, and oxycodone, as well as some other pain relievers like Vicodin, uh, Demerol, and fentanyl, and stimulants used to treat attention deficit hyperactivity disorders such as Adderall and Ritalin. Those are scheduled two
0: drugs. Also, can I tell you, a weed is definitely not above those drugs. And B, there's the coolest sweatshirt that I have in my car right now, which I'm ordering, and it says, "Fuck your fentanyl dealer."
1: So not like not I, like fuck, but fuck. When I read this fact, fuck, I cannot dealers. begin to
0: tell you how upset I got that. Weed is so far above all those that, other ones when it's completely not. But
1: here's the thing, is that weed is considered a Schedule 1 drug. And to be considered a Schedule 1 drug, you the the drug cannot have any sort of medicinal purposes whatsoever. Oh, what? Whatsoever. No medicinal purposes whatsoever. So are they whatsoever. rescheduling
0: or reclassifying this drug? If they it would have, have to
1: reschedule or... it, but here's the thing. And this is what I'm going to get into: is that the Uh, DEA controls what drugs get reclassified?
0: They took weed out the market. And if they they,
1: and if they have it as a Schedule One drug, and they decide which drugs can be reclassified, they can always choose not to reclassify
0: it. Strange. So we have states that are making marijuana, or excuse me, cannabis legal. But we still have... The reason why it's not federally legal is because the DEA has not basically placed it down as like a medicinal use scheduled drug. Correct.
1: They claim what that there's not enough... This? They claim that there's not enough um, studies or support to prove that it has medicinal purposes. Are you,
0: are you but over, ensuring studies are happening?
1: But here's the... It doesn't matter if studies are happening now. It happens with our culture. It happens with... Um, where we have come from over 12,000 years. We've have used this plant as a medicinal, per- for medicinal purposes. And you're telling me from 1930 fucking one mm-hmm. since then it hasn't had, or sorry, when the de 1973 yeah. or whatever, that it has had no medicinal purposes. What the fuck?
0: So ever? let me tell you. This goes along with a new discovery about dandelions and dandelion and how healthy yes. it is for your heart. Because Why we used to think those Roundup were, so we think those were weeds. Why do we call cannabis weed? Because weed in our mind is a negative connotation yes. on a plant. But I have this crazy theory and I just told this to Mike and he's like 50% on board, 50% not on board. I believe that all wild plants should be acknowledged and honored and I don't believe that there's true, I do believe there's invasive species, invasive species that can kill off natural plants. Yeah, absolutely. But I think that if we monitored the invasive species because they obviously were not native to that area and actually cultivated more of natural, but like that's I love natural pest control. wild flowers. I love wild plants.
1: If you think about that, that's natural pest control. Though. What is? So like if. Yeah, weeds have the potential to overgrow an area, but yes. that's why we have certain species or us as humans, it's just our like job, an evolution kind of thing, to maintain the area. Yeah. Interesting. Just like okay. how wildfires are so um, crucial for any sort of natural forest or natural ecosystem. If okay. you look at the National Geographic um, series about our national parks, all of our national parks need fire to That's, survive. Which is what was
0: the whole thing with the Trump administration when he was, like, threatening California because of California fires. And he was like, oh, well, if people do their job and burn the brush and clear it out, we wouldn't be having... Yeah, but he
1: defunded that.
0: Yeah, I know. There's a lot of, a lot of shit talk so, there, you know what I mean? It,
1: yeah. Um the drugs that are cons- considered schedule 1 mm-hmm. are um heroin, LSD, ecstasy, peyote and the so-called magic mushroom aka psilocybin and Can I tell
0: you how much I don't think those are also schedule 1 drugs cuz they I don't think they're, they're only not. used for recreation Peyote mushroom fucking plant Yeah, isn't it like moon cactus or something like that? E, something like that. So um first off uh, shrooms, right? They help with depression. There's a ton of studies. I'm not saying that if you're depressed, go out and do it. I'm saying you got to be in the right mind state. But I do think that there is some, some type of like harnessing and value. And I say this only because we are not the only species out there mm-hmm. to try to heal ourselves with something that gets but us that's high. The
1: thing is most of these drugs are mind-opening substances. They are a like,
0: they allow awareness. you to feel. They allow you to feel, as opposed to, like, alcohol, which is very accessible. Oh. Very legalized. You want to know a fun
1: you. fact on that? Yes. Alcohol and tobacco are excluded from ever being cons- considered
0: a schedule drug at all. But you have Valium and Lunesta or Ambien on there. Tramadol?
1: Yeah. Tramadol can be extremely we
0: addictive. We know Because that.
1: it's a synthetic opioid
0: which makes you feel all the effects, but they say, oh, you're not going to get addicted to it. And that's false. That's a lie. Yeah. That's a lie. I have, uh, this is no call out to some of my family members, but I have family members um, that range in their doses with Traumadol and they're all older and they all have very valid reasons as to taking my pain medicine. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what, it's like literally every ache and pain take a pill as opposed to feeling this pain and realizing this isn't even the reason why you're taking a pill. So I, and I also believe that alcohol abuse is like, it's running like a, it's like burning like a wildfire. But my
1: thing, like I understand like Vicodin or Demerol in the thing is, is why is, like, Cannabis meth so far. And, can- and cocaine and Below. oxycodone and fentanyl well, yeah, of the all medical? drugs
0: how, okay, fentanyl, have some I'm...
1: sort of medicinal purpose?
0: Where do you get medi- medically... Where do you get medical cocaine?
1: It used to be in a lot of...
0: It did used to be. Well, also, psychologists. Like, if you study the history of psychologists, mm-hmm. a lot of them were fucking... Coke fiends, man.
1: They and they want to feel Adderall and Ritalin. That's speed.
0: Yeah. You're oh, giving I know. meth
1: to kids to treat ADHD Isn't that wild? when you can just give them some sort of CBD or CBG or something along those lines. What is CBG? So there's different cannabinoids. We can get into the chemistry in a different episode. Okay. But um there are different cannabinoids that help regulate your sleep, like your
0: melatonin and all of that. I definitely think we're going to need a part two on this. Right? We have so much.
1: Well, it's just an hour. No, but
0: I mean with all the information oh, though, that yeah, we're I getting know. and gathering, like, I just feel like there needs to be that part dose.
1: There would definitely be a part two. And if you guys want one, let us know. Um, but... Tell me why approximately 115 Americans every day die to a fatal overdose due to the drugs like heroin, fentanyl, and oxycodone between 2015 and 2016. These deaths due to opioid overdoses rose 28%.
0: I, I believe it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. I do. I believe it's absolutely ridiculous. There's no reason why you have more people that are passing away because they think that their drug is safer, You all right?
1: Yeah, it just it boggles my mind. It sucks that my brother was a statistic, yeah. But like, it boggles my mind that they just allow these drugs. This
0: like, is what the DEA should be stopping. Not this fucking is meat, exactly. To this be is with what you. the
1: DEA should be Drug Enforcement Administration. What you should be doing is is going and making sure that doctors and medical offices have what they need but also making sure that the people who are working there aren't like abusing the system everything comes with the receipt you gotta make sure that's being tracked you know what i mean like i'm not gonna take
0: in the fucking 1980s you know what i mean yeah
1: but like that's what you should be doing you shouldn't be policing and Mm -hmm. making like these plant based medicines out to be public enemy number one. Yeah. It's just, it's, well, they knew they had, to take, they had to take
0: something into consideration. It's kind of like how a lot of wars, unfortunately, start on some bullshit grounds. And next thing you know, the U.S. either doesn't involve themselves or the U.S. involves themselves, but only for their own benefit half the time. Yeah. Um, going on that, um, I'm not sure how far that you have to go on that, but this does lead into the top 10 most ridiculous. Cases of cannabis (laughs) possession, which I did not
1: lighten the mood up. Yeah, I didn't
0: label all of them. I just labeled um, four that I thought were quite severe. Okay. So number one, this is from a Salon article back uh, posted in 2012, um, which is the 10 worst sentences for marijuana-related crimes. One is Christopher Williams, a Montana medical marijuana provider that's that was facing 80, 82 to 85 years behind bars. Due to mandatory minimum laws linked to some of his charges. Convicted of crimes like manufacturing marijuana, intended to distribute of a firearm during a tra- drug trafficking offense. Christopher Williams appeared to be in for the worst, but in a rare move in September of 2012, US attorney Michael Cotter offered to drop four of Williams' charges and bring his sentence to down as little as ten years as opposed to eighty-five years. So, as long as William waived his right to appeal, so he couldn't, like, appeal his sentencing. And mm-hmm. to be honest with you, he probably made the right choice in regards to Monata- Montana Monatana, <laughs> Montana, laws, uh, <laughs> because they can obviously sound quite severe. Yeah. Uh, Williams refused the offer on moral grounds. The case isn't about medical plots, says Williams, so he refused it. Uh, whose judge prohibited discussion of Montana's medical marijuana program at trial. Rather, he says, it's about the government's abuse of power. I have decided to fight the federal government because, for me, not defending the things that I know are right is dishonorable. William wrote his independent record. Every citizen has a responsibility to fight for what is right, even if it seems like the struggle will be lost. Michael Donahue Williams' attorney said that the federal prosecutors often bring gun charges against medical marijuana defendants without the intent to prosecute them. Rather, they are hoping for a plea bargain, one which Williams is not willing to take. And I haven't followed the case, but I definitely am going to look it up and give you guys a posted update. Two, Patricia Spotted Crow was convicted in this I shortened, was convicted for 12 years for a $31 sale of pot in Oklahoma. And she also was willing to fight against the case and charges against her simply because she knows that she has her family waiting on the outside. But 12 fucking years for $31 just because you're selling weed. That's fucking insane. So stupid. And she's a mother of two kids.
1: 12 years? Mm Mm-hmm. 12 years for a non-violent crime. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: A non-violent crime. Schedule
0: one. Jonathan Magpie um, is actually I
1: love that name it's
0: really sweet um, but his case is actually really sad
1: Uh Uh, Jonathan Magpie's
0: story is a stunning example of the cruelty that can accompany an arrest for medical marijuana paralyzed from the neck down after being hit by a drunk driver at the age of four Magpie was charged with marijuana possession in 2004 after cops found a joint and a loaded gun I will admit why was your loaded gun in there in the vehicle in which he was a passenger. Okay, he was a passenger. I I take that back. He should not be charged for anything. He was a fucking passenger. So that
1: gun couldn't. And he was paralyzed from the
0: neck down. How was he even going to be able to grab the gun to do anything?
1: The gun wasn't probably his to begin with because it obviously wasn't. Yeah. Um, or he's I was paralyzed. So. How can someone who's paralyzed buy a gun?
0: It's so ridiculous. So though he had never been convicted of criminal offense and required medical assistance for twenty hours a day, he was given a ten day sentence in the DC jail. With no ventilator to sustain his breathing, he died in jail four days later. Are you serious? Because of a joint and a loaded gun that were not deemed to be his. Because in um, in this case in DC jail there was no ventilator to sustain his breathing. Imagine dying that way.
1: Are you guys mad? Because I'm mad. You should
0: be like what the Nixon. You right should now. be what the Nixon. What the fuck Nixon. What the Nixon, man? That's what I'm saying. So, so are we all blaming this on Nixon? Yes. I mean what the Nixon. I feel like so much stuff in life is blamed on Nixon, so we'll just join that parade. I mean fuck it, why not? Nixon o uh marijuana over Nixon is what I say. Weed over Nixon. Weed over Nixon. That can be another one. Weed over Nixon. Um, okay, so Magpies Marijuana Punishment was a death sentence. Without their, medi- without their so. medication behind bars, Pop patients who make it out of life have endured days, weeks, or years without their medication. Even after release, conditions of parole, including urine tests, may prevent patients from accessing their medicine, which in this article is obviously advocating for medical um, mm-hmm. cannabis. William Foster is another case, and he's my last and final case. U.S. Army vet and business owner Will Foster was suffering from widespread rheumatoid arthritis when he started growing marijuana. In 1997, Oklahoma police discovered his marijuana garden and just $28 cash after a confidential informant, fucking rat, CI, helped him procure a John Doe search warrant for methamphetamine. What? Yeah, so he was growing weed, but they went to go look for this weed per trying to find, quote, methamphetamine. His sentence was reduced to 20 years, and he was paroled in California in 2001. The Oklahoma Department of Corrections was unhappy when Foster completed parole and attempted to extradite him back to Oklahoma, which is a fight that Foster won. But in 2008, Foster's marijuana grow, legal by California standard, was raided. Again, he was raided. Foster sat in California jail for one year before local authorities dropped the charges. Unfortunately for Foster, Oklahoma officials showed up to the California jail, shackled Foster and drove him back to Oklahoma where he's remain- where he remained until he was released in late November 2009. What? There are, these are just a few cases, but it appears that the state's making allowed legalized weed and dispensaries. There is progression, but now I'm not seeing that from Williams Foster, so
1: that's so stupid. Well, if you want to avoid... Even if you're in a legal state, um, just know that because it is, um, legalized in your state and it's not legalized federally, your job does have the discretion whether or not to keep you if you disclose to them if you smoke marijuana or not.
0: Isn't that wild? Mm -hmm. I feel like, you know what's crazy? So, here's just a fun tip. And this
1: even goes for medical patients, too. They reserve the right to employ you or not? Oh,
0: hell yeah. Because it's not federally legal. So, here's my thought process on this. There Mm. are so many senior corporate heads who are, like, in their 60s and 70s and 80s that, excuse me, that smoke weed Quite often. Yeah. And party quite often that have probably done more blow off a hooker's titty than anyone else in their life. And yet they will deny work to certain people.
1: I think Steve Jobs, I think it was him or someone else, admitted to doing LSD in order to be creative, to help his depression, help math equations or whatever.
0: I could totally to see that.
1: Get the computer. Well, it's like gone some people stuff. smoke
0: DMT and like they, you know, you see the patterns and shit. Like you don't always remember DMT experiences. In fact, it's yeah. actually pretty rare. But you do have a different sense of awakening. I would say I wouldn't. I wouldn't see that to be unreasonable. And why is it that things have to be categorized for medical use? Like, can I just ask people this? Why is it that you can go out and enjoy alcohol? which really doesn't have health benefits. Regardless of what people say, it really doesn't have health benefits to you. It doesn't. So why is it that you can go out and do that and it's have a grand old time? Because it's fun. You know but
1: funny? you can't
0: do anything else because it's fun. It's fermented sugar.
1: That's all it is. Uh-huh. That's all alcohol is, is fermented sugar. And what did we say at the beginning of this podcast? Sugar is bad for you.
0: Sugar is bad for your intestines. And a lot of people have colon issues the older that they get. So what if... You stop listening to the government. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> stop listening to the government. No, but like seriously <laughs> just kind of take things more into your control. Like, okay, so yes. you want to you drink, right? Maybe watch your sugar consumption on that. Um, you want to smoke weed? I highly suggest smoking in legalized states and getting your weed from dispensaries. Um, you want to drop some acid? Well, I can't give you a plug. Um, but, <laughs> I can't give you a plug. All right. But I do think it can help with certain things, and it's sad to me that we can't just be our natural beings like I really don't understand that like what are meth and fat and I'm sorry that bullshit?
1: what is every what are the really big wigs or the big people who actually run this planet so scared of letting the general consensus actually open their mind what would be so wrong we're I all think, connected
0: anyways I think it's like going from chaos to order right so um, Jordan Peterson, this YouTube psychologist that I listen to, that is quite controversial, but like his idea of God is that he's uh, he believes in God. He's Christian, but yeah. his definitions of Christianity are slightly different from my understanding of watching his YouTube. So he says God is the defining order of structure until there, like basically, is no no God, and what that means is that in the absolute darkness and the absolute chaos, which people say that they love, but really they don't, because You can see this in paranormal shows. You can see this. Would anyone voluntarily spend three months in prison? No, because it's chaos. So when you go to these, like, chaotic, uh, not even structures, just chaos, just blooming all around and not a whole lot of light to, like, you provide some type of structure, and you keep going, and you keep going. Slowly, you start to, on each end, there's a slight, there's a deprivation. Mm -hmm. So you start to become in the middle where you have this perfect balance between chaos and order. And people are allowed to be themselves, and that is what they consider to be the perfect society, right? People are doing things Itopia. in the benefit of the community. Exactly. But what happens is we always bypass that, and we keep going, we keep going, we keep going, until God is like this utopian society, but at the top becomes too much order, and therefore there is no God, where at the bottom there is too much chaos, therefore there is no God. So when we have to kind of fight towards that balance, which is not just seen in Christian religions, but in a lot of religions and a lot of uh, philosophies worldwide. Exactly, spirituality. The idea of balance is so sacred yeah, that it is. And you know what's interesting about the chaos and the order at the top mm. is take it like yin and yang, uh-huh. um, right? Yeah. So I believe it's yang is men and that is from the heavens flow down to the earth. And that is the energy spectrum. Okay. Women are yin, which is from the earth flows up to the heavens. And that is our, like, like, female dominance in the energy. But when you put them together, they create perfect balance. I'm not saying it's a male-female thing. I think it is literally an energy thing. And yeah. I think that's what we see in individuals.
1: Interesting. I like that. So... In the astro chart that I, or app that I have that I was showing you your needle chart or whatever with, um, it tells you how much masculine and feminine energy you have just from when you're born and also with the planets transiting, how your masculine and feminine energy fluctuate because we are not just one, we are both.
0: Oh, you want to know something crazier on that spectrum? Hmm. Have you heard about how men have their cycles change daily, but women's change monthly, and therefore we are so many different? Did you send that to me? I
1: sent that to you. Oh, I didn't send it to you, but I told told you that our cycles um, are are monthly. So every week we're in a different cycle. Because we follow the moon.
0: Where men follow the sun, which Mm -hmm. is from sun up to sun down. Which is very interesting when you look at male animals and male-dominated animal kingdom structures versus female-dominated or female animal structures. In fact, coyotes are monogamous. Strange. Did you know that? No. Are coyotes more dominant female? I don't know. But they are packed and it's oh, so strange it's probably why it's really painful like when coyotes have like a member die because yeah. they are they're like swans they're the desert swans Aww. you know uh um, matriarchal societies such as elephants actually celebrate the moon cycles and cons- they're the one of the first documented animals i think besides like chimpanzees that practice religion or practice a spiritual belief. That is so sweet. Isn't that beautiful? That's beautiful. Elephants are absolutely gorgeous. Um,
1: You should watch the whale documentary on National Geographic. I think Geographic. whales are also
0: females. I'm going to have to check that out. Orcas are amazing. I love them. Anyways, um, stoner stories. Um, want to give one real quick? Uh, I was going to, but I actually think we should save this because it's a very long story. I think we should save this for part two. Huh, okay. Do you want to do part two in May? So it's like back to back okay and then we can do june whatever we said we were going to do like way back when oh hollow earth and alien conspiracies yes yes and then
1: once um the other half of this podcast officially leaves said corporation we're gonna give you guys (laughs) one hell of a fucking
0: uh true
1: crime case
0: you all heard about the Lululemon murders. Well, Lululemon is not the only corporation out there. so, And not the only corporation with murders. So. That's
1: very true, too. So there's two stories that come from...
0: And lots yeah. of paranormal activity.
1: Yeah, lots of paranormal activity. And this is, like, activity. also first-hand, firsthand witness. It's crazy. Yeah. Lisa and
0: I both worked at this specific location. Um, I was going to say... So I, down. Oh, I so want to say... I do to research this one, though. Yes, this one I definitely have to, and we'll have to figure out who's going to research which ones so we each get that case, but... I found a really cool article on listfirst.com, okay. which um, lists things based upon topics, which is really cool. Okay. Um, so, 10 Surprising Side Effects to Legalizing Marijuana. Okay. Um, so, obviously, this is a little outdated article. I have, to, I have to remind myself to say cannabis, but number one, car crashes go up, but fatalities go down. So, you're more likely to have a fender bender than actually hit someone. Order.
1: I'm not trying to incriminalize or criminalize myself here, but so you plead the fifth. I plead the fifth on this, but in my experience, I'm actually a more cautious driver. Yeah, I I actually Do you go drive slower. No, I go the speed limit, which is slow for you. And plead the fifth. I plead the fifth. <laughs> um, and I'm actually more aware, so I actually look in my mirrors more. Oh. For those cop sirens.
0: <laughs> Am I calling everyone out on their bullshit I right plead the fifth. <laughs> the baby? I know. You can walk me out. Gypsy is just giving her little, like, loves. I love you. So, them. two is police clear more crimes, which makes sense, depending upon the state. Three is that more kids, and I imagine animals, have gone to the hospital for eating pot brownies and other delicious edible Yes. Yeah. Things.
1: Gypsy. Gypsy miss she's she's guilty of digging through my fucking trash and getting my cheese cloth and eating it
0: after Lisa made very delicious banana nut muffins banana yeah and
1: after i made my butter and oil mm-hmm. she dug through my trash in the middle of the night i woke up and my dog was just drooling uncontrollably and i'm like are you okay
0: she's like fuck no i'm, I'm, I'm in like, another world right now
1: and i come around here and i'm like gypsy rose
0: oh no harley dude
1: I hate this dude with a burning fucking passion.
0: We might have to possibly end this after this. <sighs> um, homelessness, number four, homelessness seems to increase, although this was um, kind of controversial. When Colorado legalized... Uh, Weed locals started to complain about their new neighbors at their homes as one resident put it with suddenly it became a haven for recreational pot users, drawing in transients and panhandlers and a large number of homeless drug addicts. I feel like this is a Karen of Colorado. <laughs> just sounds like it. Um, There's a bit bit of controversy over whether or not that's actually true. Snopes.com has gone ahead and written it off as largely false, saying that Colorado's homeless population was nearly cut in half between 2012 and 2013, so when cannabis was legalized, apparently in some kind of inexplicable homeless mass exodus. But if we can argue with Snopes, they've overlooked a major point. In 2013, Colorado changed the way it counts the homeless population and that the state itself credits a new system for the sudden major drop in their homeless count. So 2012, when everything started to be legalized, everyone was like, oh, shit, this is bringing in all the vagabonds and transients and people I don't like smoking that dope. But what actually happened was in 2013, they changed the identification of homelessness. And so it massively dropped, which is false in records of it actually to increase the homeless. So it was just wishy-washy bullshit, to be honest with you. (laughs) Um, so, uh, pot loving transients really do migrate to places that left them smoke, that let them smoke legally is part of this article as well. That's
1: probably why there's a big migration to like Denver and Oregon. Oh, a hundred percent. As of right now.
0: It, yeah, there's also, um, you know, on a different controversial theory, which we'll have to talk about later, like, um, assisted euthanasia assisted suicide like when people have really bad brain cancer that they're like trying to get past um certain states allow like i guess higher medical dosages is what i was hearing but i will have to do more research on that so crime rates overall plummet surprise surprise you're not going to get 12 years for 31 fucking dollars or 12 years (laughs) not 21 years die in prison um. I'm sorry, yeah. Die I'm. In jail. Die in jail after four days because you were not. I. I don't want to like sound super loud. On this, so I'm sorry. <laughs> You're so close. Um. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, please turn down your headphones. <laughs> <laughs> I know this is a little delayed. <laughs> They're probably like, shut. Um. So, yeah, four days because you can't access your medicine because the people that put you behind bars because supposedly you were putting shit on the streets when you weren't, when you were a passenger in a car for someone who was, uh, you know, handling a J and having a loaded gun that you were not even part of because you were paralyzed from the neck down. What the Nixon? What the Nixon? What the Nixon? Weed over Nixon is all I say. So tourists travel just for weed. Surprise, surprise. Seven, just like people get alcohol poisoning. Taurus also smoke themselves into the hospitals. Literally, um there are so many nine one one calls that are absolutely hilarious, and I also feel bad for them because we have all been oh in God. the state of like um weed panic, where we know. I really
1: hope that they like save these nine one one calls so I can listen to them. You
0: can, you can actually YouTube them, and they're kind of ridiculous. There is unfortunately a, I believe he was a P- Police officer, but he had too much of a weed brownie and called 911 because he thought he was having a heart attack and panicked himself out. And when he like explains that he had a no. weed brownie, it was like he was like, I don't care what the fuck kind of criminal shit this is, get this out of my system. <laughs> like, just y'all, but he like voluntarily took that. And I feel bad because we've also all had that edible high, <laughs> sucks. Oh, my God. We got to do mini series of these. Dude, they some of them are fucking wild. I'm telling you, these are just weed. Like, it's ridiculous. Um, eight dogs start getting stoned. And or if you're a cat owner or bird owner, I guess they feel it, too. Not surprised.
1: Catnip.
0: I know. Why is catnip even legal? Because I feel like my cat gets cracked the fuck out when they have catnip. Like, Did I don't you know think that's puts good.
1: puts us to sleep.
0: Oh. I didn't know that. But it wires my cat. Like I have to be very like well, do you want feline. do you want a little catnip? Okay, but you've gotta be good and you can't like parkour off my walls like parkour times. off my walls. <laughs> or just like crazily stare in the corner of a wall, like doing like weird cat bird purrs.
1: Cat bird purrs. Ugh.
0: Okay, and nine, opiate use goes down, which is great.
1: Oh little fucking
0: thunk? Thunk. Thunk. You thongs that that um, 10 is that public schools get better in 2015 Colorado brought in an extra 135 million in tax revenue through cannabis alone. That's a lot of fucking money. No,
1: I have actual Forbes fucking revenue shit. God, I can't speak.
0: Where is it? Continue. Sorry. Oh, I was going to say um, a second part of this is encouraging REITs. Uh, I found some really cool articles. One is um, off of fee.org, which is uh, the racist roots of marijuana prohibition. Um, Some interesting side bits on this is uh, quoted from the article, let's get one thing clear. Marijuana was not made. Oh, thank you. Okay.
1: <laughs> He's not revving his engine anymore. It's fine. I just
0: got really excited to hold the mic. I'm not going to lie. Uh, let's get one thing clear. Marijuana was not made illegal because it caused insanity, criminality, and Mm-mm. death, as was claimed by Harry J. Anslinger. It was made illegal in an attempt to control Mexican immigration in the United States and to help boost the profits of large pharmaceutical companies.
1: And look at what they're still doing today,
0: trying to control Mexican
1: immigration.
0: I know. Isn't that wild? Uh, The war against marijuana probably began in 1930, where in a new division in the Treasury Department was established, the Federal Bureau of Narcotics, and Harry J. Anslinger was named director. This, if anything, marked the beginning of an all-out war against marijuana. Anslinger realized that the opiates and cocaine would not be enough to build his new agency, so he turned towards marijuana and worked relentlessly to make it illegal on federal level. Some anti-weed quotes from Anslinger's agency read, There are hundreds of thousands total marijuana smokers in the U.S. and most are, I'm going to say this, Negroes, Hispanics, Filipinos, and entertainers. Their satanic music, jazz, and swing result from marijuana use. The marijuana causes white women to seek sexual relations with Negroes, entertainers, and any others. Bullfucking shit. What a racist, fuck-off piece of shit. What a Nixon! What a Nixon! What a fucking Nixon! <laughs> what a fucking Nixon! <laughs> and uh, his last quote was the primary reason to little marijuana is its effect on the degenerate races. Absolutely disgusting. He is absolutely disgusting. I spit on the men. It's so ridiculous. I spit on the men. <laughs> yes all, all right. right so
1: you're gonna so colorado being the first to legalize cannabis its first year the sales were 700 million dollars nevada legalized simple. marijuana recreationally and its first year brought in 27 million dollars and 3.6 million dollars in tax revenue Oregon has paid out $85 million in tax revenue from marijuana sales to help fund schools, public health, in incentive initiatives, and emergency services. Washington State, in 2014, sales topped $1 billion, with sales tax exceeding $250 million for the state. Canada made $2.5 billion in revenue for the year of Canada. 2020. Oh, Canada. Oh, Canada. And cannabis. according to Forbes, yes. um, estimated the U.S. to have made $17.5 billion in 2020 from cannabis sales alone. Can
0: we get cannabis stimulus shocks?
1: Oh, did you hear that they're... Uh, no, no, this is a topic
0: for a different time. Wait. Lisa. different topic for a different time. Okay, but you're going to have to tell me afterwards because that's weird kind of...
1: But the money that can be generated just by being able to...
0: Legally distribute We
1: legally distribute it. There's a lot of factors that go into it as far as business goes, which I have in my notes, which we yes. can go over another time. But the potential that it has to help is yeah. enormous.
0: Oh, I'm sure. I'd like to actually discuss more of the medical benefits of a lot of drugs, to be honest with you. That could be, uh, you know, kind of a drug series. Yeah, I mean, there's like... It, uh, dr- we did do a drug series, or started to, didn't we? We did, it, I think, when we, you know, in pre-podcast podcast. <laughs>
1: pre-podcast <laughs> That's, podcast, that's what I call podcast, the pre-days yeah.
0: Um, So another um, cool article that I found was actually on um, Harvard's blog and it was health.harvard.edu and the article is medical marijuana Mm
1: -hmm. uses
0: of medical marijuana um, this is quoted from the article the most common use for medical marijuana in the United States is for pain control while marijuana isn't strong enough. For severe pain, for example, post-surgical pain or broken bone, it is quite effective for chronic pain that plagues millions of Americans, especially as they age. Part of its allure is allure. 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 I feel like I sound like Medea like Heller. Um. Part of the allure is that it is, I can't say that allure, I don't know. Part of the reason why it's intriguing is that it is clearly safer than opiates. It is impossible to overdose on and far less addictive. And it can take place of um, NSAIDs, such as Advil or Aleve. It can, if people can't take them due to the problem with their kidneys or ulcers, or if people can't take Advil or leave due to problems with their kidneys, ulcers, or GERD. So you might want to consider weed if you have ulcers, if you have kidney issues, or if you have GERD, which I hear is not very pleasant. What the
1: hell is GERD?
0: It's where, from my understanding, correct me if you have GERD and you want to let us know, um, the flap on your... Di- like on your diaphragm area, so basically you have sphincters throughout your body, and it has a little oh. flap, so your food and your water and your yeah. air are all going down separately. Yeah, it's where it gets stuck, and you feel something stuck right here. Oh, okay. I know what you're talking about now. It's terrible, from what I heard. It sounds terrible. Um. So in particular, marijuana appears to ease the pain in MS and nerve pain in general. There's an area where a few other options exist, and those that do, such as Nuritan. Lyrica and opiates are highly sedating. Patients claim that weed allows them to resume their previous activities without feeling completely out and disengaged. Um, The last article I'll bring up was by author Catherine Mangu Ward on Reason.com. And it says, how to talk to your kids about weed. Her um, Part of her article says, my children are still young, but part of establishing credibility with boundaries is also expanding them as kids get older and more capable of making their own judgments. Absolute rules for children must give way to trust for teens and young adults, which sounds terrifying for this parent who is not there yet. It is always worth asking yourself, what is really going on when the pressure is there for older teens and adults to conform to standards to appropriate for children? Are there rules, regulations, structures actually in place to protect kids or are there power plays by authorities to infantilize adults? Paternalism is fine when you are actually parenting, but there's no need to bow to paternalism as an adult, even if they say it's for the children. Kids don't need to model, kids don't need to know, need you to know, uh, kids don't need you to model how to be a kid. They've got that covered. They need you to know how to be a parent and model on how to be a responsible adult, which you can do while sitting on your sofa and enjoying an occasional special brownie. So she advocates advocates for the use of weed in um, a very regulated environment as well as very responsibly which I think if you're going to have kids out there I can tell you from having two teenage stepdaughters now mm-hmm. I know it's been a wild year but um, two teenage stepdaughters now that it, it, conversations uh, talking to my eldest is that she's already surpassed that kind of level of weed not in her own recreation but just knowing that kids around that her are experiencing and yeah. experimenting a lot more um, it's a bit terrifying because you want to make sure I know I definitely wasn't in the state when I first started to enjoy stuff and it became like going to push myself to the limits to finally pulling myself back to now being at the ripe age of 29. I always how to say,
1: monitor.
0: I'm not raising children, I'm raising adults. That's a great saying to have. I believe in that full heartedly. And
1: in raising adults, that leads the question of, you know leading by example for one because monkey see monkey do and also making sure that you know you you are present in their life I'm the I don't know any other parents out there who consume marijuana or cannabis like I do um I smoke around my kids and obviously it's personal preference but how I see it is that if you're gonna drink around my kid, I can smoke around my kid.
0: Oh, that's pretty fair.
1: So if, you know, your kid is seeing you drink, like, I'm bringing it back to like my childhood per, per se, like, seeing my parents drink, it was normal, and seeing how they acted was like, A different experience like you knew it was alcohol and you couldn't have it until a certain age Mm -hmm. because that's what they told you Mm -hmm. and the same thing goes for cannabis Mm -hmm. if your children see you using it they ask you questions you're gonna be more open and honest about telling them what it is and that's exactly what it is this I tell Osiris it's my medicine I know it's stinky you don't fucking like it I'll go smoke outside
0: (laughs) yeah I but then it's, it's
1: uh, he leaves it at that. If he has more questions when he gets older, then we'll reach that when the time comes, but at least he's educated in what it is, what it does to you,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and, you know, that if he wants to experiment with it, I'd rather him experiment with me than at fucking Some Joe Schmo's fucking house with some shitty fucking weed.
0: No, I agree too. Plus, you just never know the intentions of others. I think that... No, you
1: don't. And being in the situations that I put myself in when I was a kid, when it came to trying to consume drugs, I put myself in some pretty fucking sketchy situations. And why? One, I was a very traumatized child. Two... I didn't know what the fuck I
0: was doing. I just wanted
1: to numb myself. And I didn't know. Well, I think
0: people don't realize that. And then, like, when you have a traumatic drug experience, too, you realize, like, who's actually there for you. And I can tell you, speaking to my mom years later, although I, like, I wouldn't do anything crazy with my mom. Yes, I've smoked pot with my mom. And yes, I've drank with my mom. That's about as far as we ever go in that situation. But, uh, you know, having her open up to me and vice versa, me opening up to her about Mm -hmm. some traumatic, um, way harder drugs, You know, I'm not gonna speak anything specific, but like party drugs and stuff like that. Realizing that sometimes in situations like that that can leave you all alone. Yeah. And I think having that responsible talk, not just about weed but about other drugs, like hey, these these are out here. Obviously we still have the DEA because they haven't cleaned that portion up of it. They're
1: too focused on the fucking On weed. Weed and other medicinal
0: plants that it i just feel like it's it's in the parents it, it's in the um, parental responsibilities and yes not every parent was meant to be a parent or made to be a parent but if you are a parent i highly encourage you to sit down find your core values and speak on those and don't be like a psychopath and not let your child have any you know say or anything like that allow them to ask questions yeah. allow them to be open themselves even if you're very highly against it this is what i'm encouraging Obviously, I can't tell you what to do. Educate
1: yourself. That's Mm -hmm. the best thing that you can do is educate yourself. Yes, the resources out there aren't the best sometimes, but it's getting better. There's better resources out
0: there this time around. Well, I think after one hour and 45 minutes, you guys are done with us. Yeah.
1: (laughs) If you've stuck around this long, um, don't forget to follow us on... Instagram. Murder on the 420 Express?
0: No, it's... I'm just kidding. M420 Express? M420 E. Uh, M420 E. <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> so Wait, what were you saying? What was- Instagram,
1: it's M420 E. Okay, yeah, that's, that's
0: right.
1: um, If you want to email us, send us an email at... Stoner
0: stories, please. Yes, not listener or- not listener tales. I want stoner stories. We have so many other people that are yes, doing like these things on my podcast. I want stoner stories. I want to hear about the time that you were like crazy, tripped out in some crazy universe. Uh, speaking. I want to, to hear about that happened. one time
1: at Burning Man. Oh yeah. I want to hear that. Well, I can. Um, <laughs> um. But email us at murder four twenty podcast at gmail.com. Um, Follow us on Twitter at murder four twenty underscore ex, and we are going to be making a TikTok, which Woo-hoo! hopefully the
0: the By handle next episode.
1: Hopefully the handle isn't taken of murder four twenty. If it
0: is, I'm sorry, but you're not murder four twenty ex. <laughs> You're, you're not. not. So we'll be addressing that in our next. You're Nixon. Next, yeah. What the Nixon? What the uh, Nixon? If, we, if Murder Four Twenty Express is taken, we are going to be called What the Nixon on TikTok. Oh my
1: god! Can we? Change We're going to be doing
0: that. Name, what the Nixon? What the Nixon? And if you know, you know. If you listen to this episode, motherfucking know. You know. You know. You know. So oh. don't forget
1: to follow us personally. Yes. Me as. Uh, the Misfit Project, or Misfit Dot, sorry, The Dot Misfit Dot Project. <laughs> on
0: um, Instagram. On
1: Instagram and on TikTok, it's just The Misfit Project. Um, don't forget to follow
0: Mandy. For Mandy's Pies 1, little underscore reaper underscore Mandy 2 on Instagram. But also you can follow my website, mandyspies.com, and you can follow me on TikTok as just at Mandy's Pies. Yeah. Facebook page 2. Mandy's Pies. Check it out. All right, I bid you uh, a au revoir, audience. Yes,
1: yes, yes. You guys have a wonderful rest of your day or evening or whenever it is. Remember to stay stoned. Stay mind blown.
0: And, and uh, always get on that higher train of thought. I yes. was not on that level just now. <laughs> and always be on that higher train of thought.
1: Bye. <laughs> Bye